welcome back to the Tea Room Podcast with your lovely host, Palm T and Earl Grey. So for our 24th episode, we're going to be talking about the top lessons that we've learned in the past decade. Um, so the past 10 years, we're really going to break down what we learned professionally, career-wise, what we learned in our personal growth, and also what we've learned with relationships and friendships. And I know we have a lot to talk about <laughs> that do. when it comes to relationships and friendships. And also, thank you guys for sharing your opinions with us on Instagram. Um, we're definitely going to share what you guys told us later on in the show. Um, so I guess I can kick it off what I've learned within the last 10 years career-wise. So something I've definitely learned, which was a big takeaway, was not to compare someone else's journey or success to yours because I feel like and I spoke about this a little bit in the last episode sometimes I feel like when you're in a position where you feel like you're not where you want to be or you don't have the job that you want and you go on social media or you're talking to your friends and they seem to be in your like ideal exact position that you yeah, want your ideal position mm-hmm. and I've definitely learned like everyone's path is different just because your friend got their dream job or got a PhD or got you know a master's degree in a certain degree that doesn't stop you from growing and that doesn't stop you from your own success so that's definitely something um I've learned career wise not try really not to compare and to really mm-hmm. be disciplined and focused on where you want to go because just because you're a certain age and you know you don't have your ideal job doesn't mean like you're not going to eventually get it um or also where basically maybe on track with your career maybe yeah. you see someone in your ideal job and you're not there that doesn't mean that you're not going to get there or right. it doesn't mean it just may mean that the journey to get there will be different you're not that person you're exactly. not going to be in the same exact role at the very same time and i feel like everyone also has their own career path like yes. some people may need to go back to school to get you know further in their dec- in their career like if they're in the medical field if they want to be a doctor or like a physical therapist or something, you need like extra degrees for that. But it's like if you're trying to profit off a podcast Mm -hmm. or, you know, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily like need another degree for that. So that's something, that's one major thing. Like just stop comparing your journey and life to someone else's because you're not supposed to be where someone else is supposed to be. Like everyone has their own purpose. Um, Another big takeaway from what I've learned are jobs are not secure at all. I feel like when I... We both know that very well. (laughs) Yeah, we we experienced a lot. I feel like when we graduated from UA, shout out to UA, what was that, nine years ago? We graduated in 2011. Jesus. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I felt like... I was naive. I thought as soon as I got out of college and I was going to get right a, away. a job right away. And I feel like college does not prepare you for the adult world at all. They mm-hmm. don't they don't prepare you for the process of landing like a specific job. So what I a big takeaway for me was to really like take advantage of every job opportunity, whether it's an internship while you're in college, like to network with the people that, you know, so that when you're outside of college, you can connect with them and say, hey, is there any positions available? Um, is Can I shadow you or something? Or is there an internship available for young professionals? And also kind of grab the skills that you need to help you for like your own professional growth. Um, I've learned that I felt like every job that I've had helped 
prepare me for the next one. Like the first job I had, I was um, a social media coordinator for a real estate company, very tiny company. No one has probably heard of it, but I also did customer support. And because I did more customer support, that helped me get the next job, which mm-hmm. was mainly focused on like customer facing roles. So I feel like one thing I learned was even though it might not be part of your job description, I think it's really important to just ask questions like, hey, do you have one of the things I've asked at my first job was like, hey, do you have like Photoshop? Do you have can I learn more about InDesign? Because um, my boss was the social media manager and he did like a lot of like campaigns with that. And I wanted to learn more about that, even though that wasn't part of my job description. So going into the next thing, another thing I I learned was not to be afraid to ask for help. And that's something that I still struggle with because I'm kind of like stubborn in the sense where it's just like, I just want to do things myself. Like, because that's how you learn. You're you Exactly. Know. And it's like, I know what I'm capable of, mm-hmm. but I feel like when you're in a position where you do want to further your growth, it's nothing wrong with asking for help. Mm-hmm. And since I graduated college, I have only left one job like voluntarily. Mm -hmm. There were situations where I got laid off because people were downsizing Mm -hmm. or people were making budget cuts. And you really have to learn that that's kind of the nature of certain positions and jobs, especially in this society. So you really have to, again, like remember the skills that you have from each job. I would also say document like what you do. That's a great And that that's something that I forget because when you're going on these interviews, there might be things you forget like, "Oh, I actually, you know, made this happen or I actually did a presentation that talked about this." And I you totally forget about it. So, um I would probably going forward just make sure and document everything I'm doing so that if God forbid I'm in a position where, you know, I'm unemployed, at least I have skills as evidence. Like, here are my receipts. <laughs> this is what I did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think those were the three takeaways for me job wise was stop comparing your success to somebody else's because everyone's path is different. Really take advantage of the skills that you have in your job role, whether it's an internship, whether it's a fellowship, um, you know, whether whether you're just shadowing someone, just make sure you, you're holding on to those skills and making sure you're expert at that. And also asking for help because, you know, you never know what you can learn from one job to, a, to another. So those are my, like, key takeaways. I would agree. I think the most important thing that stuck out to me was about the comparing because you can apply that to anything. I think that's something you learn, especially in your mid twenties, because you're going to see a lot of people who may be in great jobs or maybe in relationships or maybe just, you feel like they've grown a lot or they're kind of at a personal level where you'd like to be at. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may, if you're comparing yourself, you may not be exactly where they're at and that's okay. So for career wise, I felt like I learned so much uh, and I, And one of the things also is I feel like throughout your career, you really should document things. I'm not only talking about the big projects, but just the little things that you learned here and there. As you said, I'm sure maybe there's something you might have learned in Photoshop or InDesign that you might have forgotten. And now you're like, hey, I actually could make a lot of use out of that. Exactly. Uh, So overall, I think documenting things are important, whether that's you keeping a blog for yourself, whether you writing things down, whether you having something printed out online, like a, a checklist or th- or not even checklist, but basically a summary of the achievements or the things that you've learned. Um, 
The other thing I would say is do the work and research. This comes yep. into play in anything, whether it's at the beginning of the interviewing process, whether it's in an actual role, whether it's you've been in a role for for a couple of years and you want to learn another skill or you want to add something to your to your job skill set that mm-hmm. wasn't in your job description. Like I said, whether you want to understand how a program works, whether yep. you want information on a competitor, whether you want to introduce a smarter, more efficient way of doing something uh, that not only looks really impressive, you know, it, you would be impressing the people around you and your boss, but I think it would just help for yourself, uh, especially based on the industry you're in. That's const- If you're in an industry that's constantly changing, mm-hmm. you definitely want to do that. Another thing that I learned, I think it could be applied to different areas, but it's very important when it comes to work, is over-communicating. At the beginning, you want to make sure that you're clear on all your tasks, all your responsibilities. Responsibilities. If you have any questions, ask that ahead of time yep. so you feel like, hey, I can go into something feeling comfortable, that you're able to focus on all the things you need to do as opposed to, oh, wait, I didn't check this or I need to follow up with this. You can be like, hey, I have all the information at hand. Now I just need to focus on doing the best work yeah. that I can. Let's see. So I had way too many <laughs> for this one. It's funny you said that going back to like, over communicating because I felt like when I was younger, like 18, 19 interning, I was afraid to ask questions because I felt like if I ask questions, I'm going to look like dumb. Like I'm not going to know what I'm doing, but it's better you ask than to do something. You make a huge mistake. Exactly. So that's, that's a, that's a good one because I do feel like (laughs) when you're younger, you're just like, I don't want to ask anything. I don't want to, you know, uh, say like a dumb question, but it's just like, but you need to know what you're doing. Exactly. (laughs) I felt the same way because I think that's even something your parents probably said, like, "Don't, don't ask too many questions, but then I think as you get further in the workforce, you realize that you'd rather be clear on everything. And yep. we always stress clarity <laughs> on this podcast. So For all things. <laughs> clarity on all levels. Yeah. So another one would be, uh, especially when you're at a small company, I had an experience where I was at a small marketing agency. And even though while I was there, I would say it was a difficult experience because majority of the work fell on. It was just too much. Each mm. individual had too much work. But I would say that being at a small company, you can make some big changes internally. So you're not at a large agency where there's about five people you need to speak to. Maybe you only need to speak to one or two people and you can let them know, hey, actually I felt like the fact that we have about 20 clients right now is too much for each person or hey I actually feel like the process that we're doing now is not the best Mm -hmm. we can maybe change it and I think that even though working at a small company has its disadvantages and advantages I think one of the big things is that you can a really stand out because Mm -hmm. you're one of the few employees and b make some big changes that could potentially really help the organization and the process of how they work yep um Another thing I've noticed for myself, when you're getting too complacent at a job, it may be time to reevaluate your role, Mm -hmm. the company for you. I'm not saying the company is bad. I'm just saying you may want to say, hey, you know, I'm not really wanting to do that much more. I'm kind of feeling blah about it. It's just everyday routine. Is that the role for you? Mm -hmm. Is that the place you want to continue to be at? I think that that's something. I think, though, it takes also somewhat of maturity and self-awareness to be like is this the place for me because sometimes things just are very routine and we're like all right this is paying the bills Mm -hmm. i'm doing what i need to do my my boss likes me or whatnot and i think that when you 
I think especially in something like this, it caused it, it, doing an an episode where we're looking at the past decade or even at the end of a year when you're reevaluating things, mm-hmm. it causes you to really dig deep and think, hey, is this the place for me? Yeah. I feel like for me, I have a cap of a year. If after a year I'm at a job and I feel stagnant or if I'm trying to put myself in another department, another mm-hmm. role, and it's just not happening, I'm already, like, researching other jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in my head, I'm like, okay, within a year, if you feel like you're you're not moving or trying to move up or you're doing the same thing over and over, you're not learning anything, I'm already, like, on Indeed. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> that makes sense. And also, it's good. It just shows you're a go-getter because yeah. there's a lot of people who are just complacent and and i don't think that i don't think for some people that's a problem but i would say that for me i would probably lose that drive and be like ugh, have that negative feeling about it Mm -hmm. also i would say another thing is while you're working if this is something if you do have free time depending on your availability maybe volunteer in that industry or in another industry to learn general interest or maybe learn a particular skill that you've been wanting to or maybe something that you learn outside in your volunteer or shadowing can be applied to your day job right Uh, i think that that's something that's kind of helped us we've explored things early on and look you know now we have our own podcast hey (laughs) (laughs) another thing that i would say is something i learned probably at one of my jobs again probably the small agency that i worked at Set goals professionally, even on your own. Luckily, I was at that job where they were really, uh, they were really adamant about us learning, even though it wasn't a place where we could technically move up that much because it was so small. Learning and honing in on certain skills, particularly in social media, was super important to my supervisor. Right. Uh, and so, <clears throat> There was there was like a goal setting workshop and he set aside time to work with us to make sure that we were taking those Photoshop classes or and practicing them or working on maybe if you wanted to do public speaking or Mm -hmm. work on your phone skills, things like that. I think that not every job you're lucky enough to have someone who's that close to you or who's setting up this workshop or framework for you. Mm -hmm. So set that up on your own, even if it's like you're speaking to a a coworker, like, hey, do you want to hold each other accountable? Because we all know it's easier to set goals and and accomplish them when you're... In the same in this exactly role. in the same and also having someone there to motivate you and to keep you in check. So I would say to set goals, you don't need to necessarily set specific, uh, like exact deadlines, but set kind of goals that you can keep track of and that are going to help you in your career or in that role to some capacity. Last thing, and I think this would go for even things outside of work, stay organized, make spreadsheets. There's so many um, ways tech, there's so many different apps, there's so many different forms of technology now that can help you stay organized with checklists, spreadsheets. And if you find ways to make the process a process more streamlined and you want to introduce that to other people or your team or the company at large, Mm -hmm. do it. That not only makes you look good, but maybe it will be much easier and cut time where yeah. people were spending on updating spreadsheets where it's like, who wants to spend their time on that? Yep. No, those are good points. And like piggybacking about what you said about setting goals for yourself is true. I feel like on the past roles that I've had, I've had managers 
who are just telling you what they what you want to hear like from the book like okay well these are the statistics of how our team is doing but it's like you're not really advancing where i'm trying to go mm-hmm. even though yep. you're expressing like hey i'm interested in marketing instead of doing customer support i'm more interested in operations there and they're like okay yeah that sounds nice but they're not <laughs> elevating you to try to help you in that position so i feel like it is important like what you said to hold each other accountable when you're it's easier when you're in the same role because Mm -hmm. it it's very easy to get complacent when you're at one job especially if you don't same thing exactly and especially if you don't have like maybe great support from that supervisor or from your team everyone's kind of coming in pretty laxed and not really be trying to motivate you i'm not saying that you need to have a co-worker who's going to do this with you right but i think that's potentially a good idea mm-hmm. so you guys can hold each other accountable and perhaps motivate you if one person knows one program hey yeah. i know this do you want me to help you out with this i could also help you out with something else in the in the role and i feel like some people forget bosses your boss has a boss so sometimes your growth is not we're at their priority level mm-hmm. on their list of everything yes, they need to do. So that's I, important. So I think that is what you, the last thing you said about like staying organized and setting your own goals. <laughs> Excuse me, was like really really important. Um, so the next thing we're gonna dive into our top lessons for personal growth. So, yeah, there's a lot for that because you're constantly growing. Growing. And it's been a long time if we're going to cover a decade. (laughs) That's the thing. I feel like we need to do like yearly recaps because how can you talk about 10 years? 10 years is a... So 10 years ago, we were 20 years old. We were babies. (laughs) It (laughs) feels like that now. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. (laughs) So I feel like... Still some days I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I know. I got to keep Earl Grey on track. Um... (laughs) I feel like probably one of the biggest things that I've realized within the last decade is to really speak. It sounds cliche, but really be specific about what you speak into existence. Like some people are like, oh, I want a job. Well, what kind of job, <laughs> job do you do you want? Like, what's the salary that you want? What kind of role do you see yourself in? Because it's like you can easily get a job, but then it's like, damn, five months later, you're you're miserable. Like you, there was a job that literally every morning I wish the boiler broke or <laughs> I wish the building was on fire, so I would not have to step into that building. So I feel, no, I'm so serious. And I hated That's the terrible. job. <laughs> like you don't want to go into a job where like, damn, the building's not on fire. I, I gotta go <laughs> into work. <laughs> so I feel like (laughs) you really have to like be specific like um what kind of job that you want i remember before i got the job that i have now which is in um marketing i was like i don't want to have a customer facing role job anymore i'm like if it is it'll, it'll just be digital support but i don't want to be on the phones like i i want to be doing more marketing things more marketing campaigns and like i was very specific in what i wanted and of course it takes time mm-hmm. like you still have to put in the work you can't just put on your wall like i want this but eventually i feel like i'm at a job where i actually like and it took about seven years you know seven eight years you to get there. here that's what's important you got there. Yeah, so I feel like in terms of like 
and not just like a job, like if even like dating or like hobbies, I feel like you have to be very specific because some people are, are prey or like, you know, I really want companionship. <laughs> God will bring you companionship. God will give you companionship, but, but like not the right, not the right one. Like You can easily like get along and like feel like nice next to someone or like like their presence. But it's just like, are they the right one? Are they though? the right one? Is that person helping, supporting you, being a better person? Or are they just causing you a headache every effing day of the week? So I feel These like conversations <laughs> I have with Palm T yeah, all the time. Every day. So I really feel like um just personally for me, I'm trying to speak a lot of positive um affirmations into my existence and what I want, whether it's a dream job, whether it's a uh, in a relationship, whether it's just new hobbies like passions, passions, interests. like just wanting to do more things that make me feel good and that I'm passionate about, that I'm happy to be like, oh, I'm 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 doing this. Another thing that I told myself last year, I was like, I want to be busy. Like I I, I don't want to be idle and like there's nothing wrong with like relaxing and having a day to yourself but I feel like for going forward I really just wanted to be occupied with things so my brain is not (laughs) somewhere else Mm -hmm. and I feel like this year even with us doing the podcast and putting out more episodes and doing the lives I feel like I've been busy and like work has been busy when I when I've been in the office so I feel like just saying that out loud and putting the work behind it it has helped me to to be in a better position than I was last year. Um, another big takeaway that I would say for the last decade, I would say don't let anyone create a vision for yourself. Like you, if you want to like be a millionaire or if you want to um, be a full-time podcaster or if you want to be an entrepreneur, I feel like there's always going to be those people like, well, why Why are you doing that? That's like, not a good idea. Oh, that's not a good idea. You don't have enough money to start your own business or everyone's doing a podcast. Everyone's on the radio. So I feel like what I've learned, I have to be very affirm in my vision for what I want for myself. Because you're always gonna have those people in the background saying things like, "Just, just," and and and, not, and it might not be intentional, but there's always like a, "Well, someone's already doing that," mm-hmm. and I feel like you have to just put like your blinders on and kind of think, "Well." I don't care if someone's doing it. I can do it better. Mm-hmm. Or I have a different way of operating the way that everyone else does. So I think um, I've definitely, I felt built confidence over the last 10 years. And I'm much more sure about what I want to do in life. I feel like, what, 2021, you're not sure of what you want to do. Like, I remember when I was 19 and 20 years old, I interned for Vita Shoes. They were... um what are, what's the Angela Simmons? And yes. They had a shoe line called like Pastry. Yes. You probably heard of it. I remember. So it was also called, I think, Vita Shoes or something. There was like two names. And like I interned um, for that company and like I had no idea what the hell I was doing. They literally like just like threw me in and like I was like under the marketing team. But I felt like it was like, oh, get us coffee or, you know, file Internships. This. Yeah, like a real internship. Like, oh, um, box up these packages. And like instead of like asking to do more or like hey can i check out how you guys make up the website or what shoe line are you guys launching this week i want to write copy on the website i was literally just following orders so i've learned that no you need to even though someone's telling you what 
they think you should be doing, you you really have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Say, no, I don't want to just be packing up boxes. Ask, hey, <laughs> I've, I finished this. What else can I do? Or can I take a look at the project you've been working on lately? Exactly. And one thing that stuck in my head, I remember I felt like my supervisor, she, I felt like she got annoyed with me because I guess... It's like, but I'm doing what you're told. I think she wanted me to do more. And I'm just like, well, you're not giving me anything to do. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, what do you want to do like with your career? Like, What do you want to do in life? And I was stumped because I was 19. I knew I wanted to That's do something. That's a so- tough question for a 19 year old. And I felt like I, I wanted to do something along the lines of like marketing and advertising, but it wasn't like specific. I didn't have a specific role. And that, even though that was what uh, a while ago, that kind of stuck with me because I felt like, damn, should I know what I'm going to be doing in life at 19 years old? So just going back to what I was saying, I feel like throughout the years, I've really honed in on what I want to do. And I feel like you really have to like be very specific in your in your vision. Um, one of the last things I think was a big takeaway for me was to learn, <laughs> excuse me, how to confront issues right away than to prolong them because it's just gonna get worse yeah and i feel like that's with everything that's with relationships which we're going to talk about that's with friendships that's with your job that's with family members and um, that's with day-to-day issues if you have an issue in your apartment you better (laughs) figure that out (laughs) exactly and that's that's one thing i've noticed because i felt like um in my like past relationship or in my early 20s if I had an issue with somebody or just I I, I didn't want to confront the person or I didn't Mm want to confront the issue I'd be like oh I'll just handle it tomorrow or it would just like boil up and it's just like no you need to address what's happening so that you're in a better space tomorrow or that you just don't have to deal with the issue anymore and keep talking about it um so that's something I've learned throughout 10 years personally for myself I feel better when I've address something and it's now it's like off my chest it's like okay you know how i feel i addressed it Mm -hmm. now it's off of me the ball is in your core if you're not trying to understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's something that i've learned um then one this is the final last thing i this is hard but trying not to stress things that are out of your control and i feel like that is super hard to do because you know life is gonna throw like hammers at you yes and, and daggers, <laughs> and you, you, you literally have to just roll with the punches. Like there are times I'm laid off and I have my rent due, and I'm like, well, "Why the hell is this happening to me?" I go on social media, someone's on a yacht, mm-hmm. and it's like I can't, con- I can't go back in time mm-hmm. and unfire myself. <laughs> so you, it's and like you can't transport yourself to a yacht. No, I cannot do that. I'm not there yet in my in my bracket in my. <laughs> tax bracket so it's just like that's something i'm still learning to this day that trying not to stress things that i can't control even with like relationships it's just like okay this person is acting a certain way i can't control their actions but i can control Control how you react how i'm going to react to their actions and how i'm going to operate with them accordingly Mm -hmm. so now that you know exactly now that i know how you're acting towards me i'm gonna treat you accordingly and it's like that's hard to do and not to stress when it's just like why is this happening to me so i think um i've really learned in those type of situations not to question why is this happening and just say what are you gonna do now say not even a question more like it's happening so exactly like what am i gonna do like this is happening to me 
you have to be in a position to make this negative situation into something positive because you are living your life. And that's something that I stress to myself. Like, no one else is living, like, Palm T's life. You are living your own life. So you have to make sure every step you take, everything you do, you're moving in a direction that's benefiting you because it's my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to <laughs> F it up, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I think those those are something I'm still working on, just, like, speaking things into existence, being specific, um, the stressing things yeah. that you can't, that don't stress things that you can't control, I think is so big. Yeah. I find that too. It's like, we just got to <laughs> sit, take a breather and, you know, <laughs> breathe for about 10 <laughs> seconds, try to re, you know, yeah. just, go, just figure out, okay, now that this is going on, what do you, what's the next step? Like solutions. Exactly. Okay. This happened. This is whack. And maybe you need a day mm-hmm. to yourself or maybe you need a couple hours where you're like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But then- Going forward, what's the plan? Yep, I think that's it. And and that's something I I try not to feel bad about just taking a day. Like, there are times I'm like, I don't feel like talking to anybody today. And, like, of course, I'll text you, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a mood or I'll hit you up tomorrow. Everything's fine. And then you're like, oh, is everything okay? I'm like, I'll let you know tomorrow. And, like, I respect that you respect my space, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like that's something that has helped me also in the last decade, like, just if you're annoyed with something or stressed out, you don't want to put that on someone else. So Mm -hmm. to take time to myself to gather and process everything that just happened and then tomorrow's a new day. A new day. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that as one of them because that looks like it's also on my list about Mm -hmm. for personal growth. One of them was taking time to yourself. Yes. Maybe it sounds silly, particularly for me because I'm an only child. So I do have a decent amount of time by myself. But Mm -hmm. I think that when you're stressed about something or maybe there's a deadline for you or maybe something's not going right, maybe you're mad, whatever it may be. Maybe it's just not your day for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Take time to yourself and the people around you will understand. If they don't, you have bigger issues there. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I think that taking time to yourself is really important. I'll go through some of these. We also want to cover friendships and relationships, so I don't want to go too heavy into this. But mm-hmm. I think there's a few that I want to mention So surrounding yourself with people where you feel like you can grow or you can learn from. No, not every interaction is going to be this this like teaching teachable moment. But I think that you should be around people who I would hope that your friends, your family members, acquaintances have goals, are active, are staying busy. Like I love that Palm T's like, hey, I want to try something new or hey, I want to do this or oh, that's cool. I didn't know you you do this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to go and try this. Uh, I think that's important because I think it just keeps you active and motivated it and does. it keeps you, you're, you know, you're hearing about somebody else doing things for their growth. You're also going to want to do things for your growth. We know that people are are heavily influenced by the people around them. So if you're Facts. surrounding yourself with people who aren't growing, you may not grow either and you, <laughs> you can't really you can't really be upset about it. No shots, no shade. I'm just saying. So also, (laughs) no shade at all. So another one, hold yourself accountable for things. I think that that was something within the past two years. That's a big one. And and it's, you a lot of times, 
maybe when someone points something out, you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. But you shouldn't even, you should be holding yourself accountable. Like you should be looking back and thinking, hey, whether it's, whether it's warranted to apologize or something, you should be thinking, hey, you know what? That probably wasn't the best idea mm-hmm. or that probably wasn't the best way to go about that. Or maybe my approach or what I said to this person or that action that I took could have been different. I'm not saying you need to go and make this huge apology or make it a big deal, but know it to yourself in your mind, hey, next time there's something similar, I think I'm going to go about this differently. I think that's really important of that like mental note and mm-hmm. that mental like all right, I did this, but you know what? Maybe this wasn't the best thing. I'm going to go about things differently. And I think the fact that a person could hold themselves accountable without someone telling them or without someone getting mad shows that there's that level of self-awareness. Like, hey, I want to learn how to operate better in certain situations, or I want to learn this wasn't for me, so I'm going to start doing this in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really important for growth. I think it's also okay to apologize to yourself. Like, I'm sorry I let myself down. Yes. And so you you have that realization like, okay, this was in a space or position that I didn't want to be in. And I put myself there. Maybe not wholeheartedly, but a part of me put myself there. Then you can move forward. That's a good point because I think a lot of times we're apologizing to other people Mm -hmm. or we're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But it's like, hey, we're all human. We got ourselves here. Mm -hmm. How are we either going to get ourselves out or move forward so that we have better results? Mm -hmm. I think that that's key. Also, uh, I would say another thing could be working on being a self-starter because I think that when – when you're younger, you get a lot of support, like from your teachers, mm-hmm. from your friends, from your parents. Some parents are like cheerleaders, like, oh, do this, do that. They think about when you're younger, you get put in all these sports, you get like, you get instru- lessons to be playing an instrument, you yes. know, uh, and you're kind of getting a taste for all these things. And then as you get older, you're not required to do those things anymore. You're yes. not at like a soccer practice. You're not uh, singing at the choir. You're not going to church. Mm-hmm. But you, I'm sure, still have a lot of things that you want to accomplish. So try to work on it. And I, I have this, I have the struggle where if someone's not doing something with me, sometimes I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, you'll stay home. But it's like, hey, if you want to go out on a Sunday by yourself to do something or take a class by yourself, Go do it. There's right. no better time, regardless of your age, regardless of whether you're single or not, whether your friends are around or not. Go by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one big thing. My last thing, because I want to move into uh, relationships and friendships, would be I think when I was younger in my mid- in my earlier 20s, I'd be people would be like, oh, things will fall into place. I think that some things will fall into place. But I think when it comes to like personal growth activities and uh, <clears throat> career. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is, uh, yeah, everyone has a path and everyone has certain things that, that gets done, but it really takes you going out there and working on it on, you know, on your part, mm-hmm. not, oh, the career will fall into place. Mm-hmm. The only thing that, I mean, obviously maybe you'll meet someone or maybe you'll come across a... <laughs> Tom T is making these faces. I really cannot be looking at her. Anyway, so, you know, maybe you'll come across someone at a networking event and it could bring you to that job. But you have to get to that networking event. You got to put in the work to do your research. You got to prepare whatever presentation if you need one to get that job. So I think the 
at least for me, the switch was kind of in your earlier 20s. Like, okay, you're going to ride this wave. You're going to go to work. Now mm-hmm. it's like, all right, what opportunities are out there? And I need to not only put my best foot forward, but do all the extra work to make sure I get there and succeed. Facts. I love that you said self-starter because I felt like when I was younger, like... 10, 12 years old, I was like in the band, I was in all these clubs, I was in the Girl Scouts, I was, you know, Me too. always, <laughs> I felt like I was always busy. And I think that's one of the things that I wanted to be busy this year to feel like I'm being productive. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm not being productive and I have an idle mind, oh, it's then bad. You don't, things are not good. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be in positions where it's just like, if I was busy, I wouldn't necessarily be in this position Mm -hmm. so i think that's really important to be a self-starter and just like a a go-getter because i do feel when i was in my younger 20s similar to what you said i wanted to be doing something with someone like oh damn like all my friends are busy or my sister's busy or my mom is busy i'll just stay in the house and it's just like no like you're an adult now you can go out places you can do things for yourself if you want to go to the museum for yourself you can go if you want to go to a concert to yourself you can go you don't necessarily have to have people to still have fun yeah and i think that that's a important one um so since uh we're gonna get into our last kind of topic here what i've learned when it comes to relationships oh man and this, friendships. I feel like we could do a whole episode <laughs> just on this stuff we're gonna meet, need to make a part two yeah <laughs> because lord um i'll start with relationships i'm shaking my head um One of the biggest things that I've learned from being in a relationship, and I've been in two serious relationships over the past decade, not everyone operates and communicates (laughs) the same way that you do. And that I'm still grasping that to this day (laughs) because there are situations that I'm just like, I would never do that. I would never say that. I would be considerate of your time. And I feel like you're going to be... What in my me personally, I've been in relationships where I just did not understand why this person was was doing certain things. Um, I'll give like a quick example. When I was with my ex, <laughs> I'm I'm the type of girl. If I don't know how I'm going to be now in a future relationship, but when I was younger, I don't ask for much. I feel like I'm more about. Let me see how this person's treating me. You don't have to take me out to a five-star restaurant. I was more about like spending quality, quality time, time with you. And I feel like if I'm not a demanding person, if I'm not like, oh, I need Prada or you need to take me here or I need to be on a helicopter or <laughs> what is this? This is like a, a $25 bag. I need this. If I'm not asking you for a lot and I'm there for you and I'm supporting you and I'm there with you when you're going to your rough times, I feel in my head how my brain is working that that should be reciprocated yes. because I'm not demanding it mm-hmm. much. I am mm-hmm. just literally want your time, your affection, your energy and you to be honest with me and I've learned that that has not been happening for me Mm -hmm. like what I'm putting into that person is not being reciprocated and again that's something I'm still learning but I think with relationships there are a lot of factors it's how the person was raised how they've received affection and love growing up and I think a lot of those translates into how they treat you so that's the biggest thing that I've learned that people they can be 40 years old, they can be 35, they could be 50. They may not just know how to operate or they may not know how to communicate on the same level that you do. So I think with relationships, I feel like that's always going to be a teachable moment because you're never going to 
you're never going to find your match in the sense of, wow, he's expressing things the same exact way that I do. It's very abnormal to mm-hmm. find someone that you're dating. That communicates on, the same on, on way the, that you do. On the uh, same exact level. So that's something that I'm grasping and that I've a big takeaway. Another thing that I've realized is that men interpret things very differently than women do. True. And, and that is something very hard for me to grasp at times but i think that's a big takeaway for me that you might say something and a man might interpret it so differently and you're just like where did you get this information from and i feel like they <laughs> probably say that we're interpreting things yes! i've heard conversations where they're like oh but she thought this and it's like we just want things pretty clear but i guess clarity is where is the clarity so i'll give you i'll give you another quick example because i'm pretty sure he's not listening to this so he's not going to recently well not recently i would say like a month ago someone had told me that they wanted to take me out for my birthday and this person just kept rescheduling and rescheduling and it was it's the way you communicate like if i'm like earl gray i want to take you out for your birthday on saturday like you're like okay where we're going i tell you i'm like i already made the reservation like great Saturday comes, you're like, I made a decision. I can't make it today. Let's do tomorrow. I feel like your reaction would be a little like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, You want to explain yourself? Or what if I had plans the next day? You're not even saying, hey, today's not going to work. The delivery is important in this sense. Extremely. And I felt like I was in that situation where I was like, I like to know context behind what, what you're saying, especially if you're changing plans. So I was just like, well why can't you make it today? And it was just like, oh, well, I have to do this. I have to go here. By the time I come back to you, it's going to be too late. Okay. (laughs) Next day comes, same thing. I can't make it. I feel like a normal reaction, I feel like anyone, whether you're, been, whether you've known someone for years or not, I feel like a natural reaction would be to be annoyed. I Mm -hmm. was annoyed. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I had the right to be annoyed because your delivery was wrong. You're not giving me context as to why why you're rescheduling more than once. And then your tone is like, you don't really care. So all of these things that I'm saying to you, I said to this person, and they said I was selfish because he had a lot of things going on and I was not putting that into factor why he was rescheduling did you know that he had all these things going no i i knew there were things leading up to that prior to but for that week i he the way it was communicated to me that we're good because you want to take me out Mm -hmm. and i'm the type of person if i'm going through a lot of things i don't even want to be around people and Mm -hmm. this is where again where i feel like men and women they operate differently yes i would take the time to not hang out with anyone and to isolate myself until you feel like you're ready until I'm in a good space Mm -hmm. and energy to want to see you. So that way I'm putting my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. So not to go too much into it, but I felt like me and this person were just not seeing eye to eye on things. I was being called selfish and I felt like he was being inconsiderate. So the biggest takeaway is just like, yes, men and women, and we interpret things differently, but also for me, delivery and tone is very important. And I realize that you can't change how someone is going to communicate with and you. And when a guy is mad, 
Yes. Uh, maybe our viewers will disagree, but when I, when most, excuse me, when most men or men that we've come across, because yes. maybe there's a lot of men that don't act this way, mm-hmm. they are kind of aggressive and they get defensive. defensive, where it's like, well, why are you saying da-da-da to me when right. it's like, I'm trying to communicate, I'm not trying to yell at you. Exactly. And then, so, again, a big takeaway yeah. is that Men and women operate differently. I realize that, but I I feel like communication overall is just a huge thing mm-hmm. that people don't know how to do. Um, and then one more thing I'll say about relationships, and then I'll go into friendships. Something that I'm still learning as well is to be okay with the fact that if you're dating someone or if you're in a relationship, it may not last mm-hmm. or it, it, or it may not end the way you want it to. And that's super difficult because obviously if you really like someone, if you're mm-hmm. invested in someone, you're already, as in your woman, mind, yeah. you're looking like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy. We're going to have kids. And in their head, they're like, oh, we're just, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel, this is cool. Chill. So I feel like... <laughs> you have to have like a, like a I California did, accent for that. I just have like, I'm getting flashbacks. But I feel like, <laughs> I do feel like, and this is something I'm still learning, to be patient in the process to getting closer to someone that I'm supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very difficult because, you know, we're 30, we're up in age, and I'm at a point right now, I'm not trying to do a Netflix and chill situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to meet something, someone substantial. So that's still something I'm processing. Uh, a big takeaway is to be okay with the fact that this is an experience that even though it might be frustrating, you're going to learn from. So then when you are in the situation that you're supposed to be in, you're good. Yep. And hopefully... You'll know how to go about Exactly. And hopefully the person you're with will have similar or maybe even more serious experience so that they're good for you as well. Correct. Um, So going into friendships now, which is very, very tricky, um, (laughs) I would say a biggest takeaway, a biggest lesson that I've learned from friendships is that it goes back to communication. You learn a lot from a friend when you guys have a disagreement and then how they react after. I feel like if you're trying to tell your friend like, hey, you know, you said something that bothered me. I'm, I'm, and you're saying it in a very like polite way. Like, hey, I just want to let you know like what you said yesterday bothered me or what you did yesterday after. I felt a way I felt unsettled going to bed. And if their first reaction is to be like defensive or angry or say, well, I don't understand why you feel that way or like, what are you talking about? Or da 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 da. I feel like you may need to evaluate that friendship. Because I feel like if you care about someone's feelings, you would be more cognizant of how you're coming across. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had friendships in the past, um, I would say like friendships from college where. I may not be as close to these people anymore. It's because, like, when there are issues or when are there are issues that are not addressed, instead of, like, confronting me or, or instead of us having, like, a dialogue so we can get over what the issue is, it's like they're either ignoring you or they just cut you off or it's like they're angry that you're angry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what is this solving? Like, if we're friends, we're supposed to be okay with disagreeing and that not affect the friendship. Yep. And I feel like that that's a big takeaway for me to really watch how someone reacts when you disagree with them. True. And I think that could go with relationships too. Um, another thing um, I realized is to watch people who give like backhanded 
compliments like 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 say, let's say you're like oh you know Pomti, i'm gonna like start a, another podcast i'm gonna go running and they're like oh that's cool but have you run before you know like those backhanded like why are you adding that at the mm-hmm. end so i i feel like a biggest takeaway for friendships for me is like really I guess evaluate how someone is communicating with you as a friend. Mm-hmm. If the majority of your friendship, it's always like backhanded compliments or they're not being as supportive. You maybe you may need to reevaluate that friendship. And also, I feel like you have different friends for different purposes. You may have a friend that, um, and this is what I've learned when I was in my early twenties. You may have a friend that you go out with, you party with, and have a good time. You may have a friend that you really vent to or you may have a friend that is like great at networking you may go to a networking events with and you realize that i feel as you get older a lot of those friends should be one person it's funny because i said that in mind yeah also. like i feel like I, as especially as i've gotten older i want my friends to encompass all of that because i feel like we're like family like mm-hmm. we're like family to me and i feel like a, a close-knit circle as I'm getting older should be the same. So I feel like those were my takes. I think relationships just really... Um, people don't communicate the way that you want them to. And also in friendships as well, just be aware of how people are acting towards you and that it's okay to outgrow a friendship. That mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be bad blood, but but to watch how people move what is what I would say. Just to piggyback off, off what you said, I had mm-hmm. on my list about you don't need to have a gazillion friends. I yes. think when we're <laughs> younger, we have a bunch. Uh, and then you may have a friend for, like you said, you go to grab drinks with. You're going uh, to the movies with. You're just hanging out in the house talking. Mm-hmm. But at this point, when you get older, you want just a good group of people where you can have a good time with, with them. But you can also rely on them if you need something. Yes. That's really important. I'm going to go through this somewhat quickly, but if you definitely, Palm T, if there's something to add, definitely interrupt me. <laughs> uh, one thing that I think just, I, I probably have this every month I learn. Everybody has their own agenda. Now, I'm not trying to be rude and say, hey, your best friend isn't looking out for your best interest. But I'm saying that a friend, a partner, acquaintance, when you first meet them, you don't really know where their mind is at goes back to what you said about you can only control certain things yes so i think what's important for me and i learned this a lot a lot from myself but some from earl gray i mean not earl gray palm tea. <laughs> excuse me a little bit from myself a little <laughs> bit from palm tea instead of focusing on whether like where you fit into the other person's puzzle or what you're doing for them figure out yourself first because right. i think that you can only be a great friend a great partner a great coworker if you know yourself and where you fit into your own puzzle mm-hmm. i think a lot of times in this past decade and just overall i look at oh okay this is my friend like what am i doing for them or what's you know and i should be looking at hey what am i doing for myself first yes. what are the things i'm doing to make earl gray a better person mhm Then I'm going to try to just cover the important ones. Uh, Communication, like you said, is super key. Major. If you try to communicate with somebody, whether it's a friend or a partner, and they think that you're doing too much or they're annoyed or they're like, "We we don't need to talk anymore, then 
I feel like if they're not trying to understand you, perhaps that friendship or that relationship needs to be reconsidered mm-hmm. because I think that communication is probably the key to almost everything that avoids being misunderstood, that av- that tells someone, hey, these are like my deepest, darkest thoughts. How are you going to have a healthy relationship without communication? Yeah. Uh, re- relationships and friendships should lift you up. Point blank. A fact. They, the people that you surround yourself, whether with your friends, and I understand not every single day your friends are going to be there for you or be able to be available, but they overall should be motivating you. They should be making you feel good. You should not leave a day or, or like hanging out with your partner or your friend going home feeling more stressed, more upset. Yeah, there's stressful times and yeah, there's tough times, but you shouldn't be going home every day or leaving a situation feeling more stressed, more upset. Mm-hmm more confused more irritated you really should be having more of happiness more of motivation more of inspiration etc uh not everyone's going to be on the same page especially when you're dating in a relationship especially and it's not it's and unfortunately the other person in that duo is not always going to get you guys on the same page it is really up to you palm t preaches this all the time (laughs) it's not up to someone else to be like hey this is where we're at Mm -hmm. or let me explain this to you you got to take it into you got to take it and into your own hands because the other person isn't always going to do that for you and it kind of sucks because you're like oh does this always fall on me but you know what if you're a person who needs clarity if you're a person who's like hey i want to figure out where i stand with this or where this is going yes and because of the age we're in it makes sense we're not just here to you know be dilly dallying all day right um that's going to fall on you and you need to be okay with that. That's tough because you don't always want to do that. But in order to get clarity, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, standards you set for your friends. Yes. Those standards you hold your friends should be the same as for a potential relationship. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Or Because like I would hope that you have pretty good friends. You're going to also hopefully find a pretty good partner if you hold uh, the partner to those same standards. Uh, another thing, just really quick, um, and I noticed this in past years. If, for example, you tell one of your close friends something and you tell majority of your close friends and it's whether about a job, whether a situation, a person, and they all have a very similar negative opinion of it, you might want to look into that further. Whether it's a yes. job, opportunity, a situation, a roommate, a partner, whatever. Mm -hmm. You may want to look into that further. If one or two people tell you, that's different. But if almost everyone's like, hey, and you know those people have your best interests at heart, you may want to be like, hey, let me back up for a second. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. I think, again, big thing I learned this decade, a lot of things are going to fall on you if you want to be where you envision yourself to be. Yes. I think that's a really the big takeaway I would say. Yeah. And I and I feel like it is hard when it comes to dating when you you want clarity but you also don't want to feel like you're pushing that person away and that's what I've learned in my early 20s. I was like, "Oh, I'll just go for the ride." And it's just like, "No, like <laughs> you're going to be in the ride for you're how many be years?" You're going to be ride for years and I feel like <laughs> my mom always says like, "You have to tell someone how to respect you." Mm-hmm. Like Facts. people aren't going to randomly say, "I respect you. I love you. <laughs> We're on the same great. page. We're going to get married. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to date you too." No man talks like that. So I feel like you really <laughs> you really have to be the one to guide where you want to go. So what we're going to do right now really quickly is we did share on our Instagram, the Tea Room Pod, um, some 
some answers that some people had about the biggest lessons. So I'm going to go into travel with Joe's and then you can go with what Black T said. Sure. So um, shout out to travel with, with Joe's. I hope Jocelyn. I'm, oh, <laughs> travel with Joss. Sorry, Jocelyn. Um, but she had said the lessons that she's learned this decade is stop trying to plan your life too much according to what society says you're supposed to be at. Um, also, when things don't go as planned, to learn to accept it from accept it with grace and know there's something more positive coming and allow that timeline you predicted in your head to take back roads because eventually you'll be where you're supposed to be. That is like a hundred percent so true because like we were saying before, like even just looking at like social media or being like frustrated in the situation, I think we should take that as this is another learning experience so we can be like in a better place. True. So Black T also gave us some of her lessons. One was mind your business. <laughs> Second, not every action deserves a reaction. That is very true. Mm. Keep quiet and build. Not everyone <laughs> needs to know your every mood. That true, is true. Uh, Palm T was about to <laughs> blow me up the last time I was saying our plans for 2020. Yeah, I was like, hold up. Let's do it first. Take time for yourself and meditate. I would like to meditate more this year <laughs> in 2020. And then drink lots of water. Shout out to Melanin Skin. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Black Tea. Thank you. And Jocelyn, we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And if you still want to comment, you definitely can. Um, we are the Tea Room Pod on Instagram. So, yeah, it's just I guess closing this is that um, there are so many things personally that we still want to grow yes. and, and do. But I feel like... We, I think we've had great lessons for the past decade. Yes. We're going to continue to have lessons as we get older. But I, I do the think... The learning never stops. The learning doesn't stop. And I, <laughs> I do feel like we're in a good place. Yes. We've definitely <laughs> both come a long way. Yes. And I think that from our takeaways that we shared with you guys... Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of just deeper lessons as opposed to, oh, okay, don't do that again. Or, you know, things that you learn when you're a little younger. At this point, I mm-hmm. think we just have a clearer direction and I think know what we need to do in certain situations, even though that initial thought is, hey, this sucks. Yes. But in order to get where you want to be or to get more clarity, there there's certain things that you may need to do. Yeah, and I feel also just to be disciplined and like I was saying, just affirmed in yourself because once you're, you know yourself and you know your worth and you know where you see yourself, everyone else is going to stare clear yep. because they, they see, okay, this she's, she's about something. Mm-hmm. She's going places. She's going places. We going places in 2020. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening um, to our podcast. So please, if you can, follow us on the Team Room Pod. Subscribe to us on, on iTunes, iTunes. Play it on SoundCloud. Yes. Follow and comment us on IG, uh, the, the Tea Room, Room Pod. Pod. Yeah, and we're going we are going to do another live. We'll let you guys know on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you will hear when we're gonna do another Instagram live. Very soon. Also, if you haven't listened to our last episode, please do. We spoke about um living with the roommate versus living, living solo, solo. And we had some really great tips about travel. So definitely follow us. Um we're a bunch of fun. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Have a great New Year's. Yeah. Um, yeah, be safe out there. Keep, Keep sipping. sipping.